by alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Will Kidd with the touch and the goal! It's a go-ahead goal! Minneapolis City! This is the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. Brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Oh, wait. That was earlier today when I stayed home with my son on a snow day. This is the People's <laughs> Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I am John, and alongside me is a late 30s version of the guy from Up, Nate Morales. Nate, <laughs> there has been a lot of soccering lately this weekend and today with the Champions League. I think I watched like 15 matches in three days. Did you partake? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I started my weekend watching the most disgusting Arsenal game you could imagine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we got to see a pretty awful Minnesota United game, and uh, today you're right, the Champions League games were delicious. Yes, and I, I mean, I, I I totally like just threw a slide a slide dig in there, calling you the guy from Up, but I and you kind of <laughs> went right past that. So, <laughs> which well it depends on which guy. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the glasses the the nice old man yeah i guess he's not nice he is a total asshole at right. first he has a sad well, yeah. life john i don't know if you saw up i mean i did i did you know he came around the end yeah spoiler alert well i'm dude i'm excited <laughs> we have a busy show tonight like uh it's gonna be it's one of my favorite kind of shows because it's uh we, it's just gonna be us riffing and mm-hmm. uh the big the big topic of course on hand is the uh the u23 roster tonight we are announcing the full roster and doing a little profile on each of the yeah officially and doing a little profile on each of the players uh that is cool so we're going to run you through the inaugural roster tonight uh but before that uh last week we concluded the last of three trial periods so john what We'll give an update on how those went. Um, those trial periods, of course, led to a number of these guys that we're about to announce being on the team. Shall we? Yes, we shall, Nate. Nice. So we talked about this before, John. You don't really just uh, snap your fingers and a team appears, although <laughs> you would probably like to. Um, it takes a lot of time, and now we've got two teams to fill full of dudes, the best available dudes. Uh, in year one, of course you took the approach of kind of putting the collective soccer minds of the organization and of the city together and identifying a solid, but younger base of players mixed with a few unknowns from just one open trial. Um, and year two last year, we hurried to sign all these existing players that we already had that we, that we liked um, built. You built a recruiting network with the college coaches, which I think has paid off uh, in spades this year. And of course you had two open trials last year, uh, Max Kent, one of the products of w- those open trials. And then this year, uh, you, like I said, went back to the well. You kind of opened up your Rolodex, your soccer Rolodex, and you started calling those coaches again, um, making sure that you were maintaining those relationships, talking to them, seeing if they had any guys that you would like to, uh, or that they would like to send your way, and um, maybe identify other talent that those coaches know. Of course, we also held the Winter Combine. For those players um with other identified talent from around the area 
and then of the multiple open trials that we've done three i think right so as the last one is uh just in the rearview mirror as of last week um tell us how things went with those open trials only one of a few recruiting tools that you had in your toolbox this year Sure. Well, Nate, it's been a long off season. I can tell you that. And I, I really need to take a, a soccer nap, I guess you could call it. <laughs> and you know, need a little bit of a break from identifying talent, but I think you really nailed it um, with your description on how we've gone about player identification. Each year we've tried to kind of build off of what we worked, uh, what worked and what didn't work uh, from the previous years, but focusing on local talent is hard. You know, at some point the well gets drier seeing that we have, uh, you know, competing factions in our backyard. And one thing that's been successful is our open trials. It, it, you know, it's been consistent since we started and it really does work. You know, we take some knocks that, you know, we, we make players, players pay for the tryouts, but it's really simple to squash that criticism because the fees for the tryout really just pay for the, the tryout space. Cause it's not free. We don't, yeah, have, we our don't own... have our own dome yeah. somewhere that we can just inflate. Right. Exactly. We don't have like a pop-up soccer. We, we can't pop up soccer anywhere we want. You know, we have to go to some places established. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that that's, that's where the money goes to, you know, it's not like a, it's not a cash grab like some teams have, you know um, I don't want to rag on our neighbors, you know, our, our, our bigger, bigger cousins uh, to the uh, in, in, you know, in St. Paul, but like they have, Minnesota United has a, a tryout where they charge people to give them a t-shirt and they're taking no one from those trials. Yeah. Why so, would they? Right. Exactly. And like, you know, you're giving hope to people for, for no reason, but we, we truly do give hope for players that are in the local um, community. And um, you know, even some players that are, are thinking about moving here uh, yep. to become part of this. So, um, you know, if, if you look back at it, we've taken in, in, in for it, the roster of both teams, uh, the one that we're going to be getting into, and then, you know, the MPSL roster, a total of 12 players um, in three years. And that includes two from this past week. So unlike other teams, you know, we, we, we do look at this as a, as a way to, uh, to identify talent. Yeah. And it's worked out pretty well for us. Like, like we said, uh, we've identified a few, uh, well, of course, a whole roster of great guys this year, but some of the guys from last year that have worked out really well, like Max Kent were, um, you know, were products of these trials. So, um, mm -hmm. and of course our, uh, developmental guys from last year. Yep. Well, we know the anticipation is, uh, is running high, so let's get right after it. Um, this will be take some time, but it's going to be totally worth it. We had head coach, U23 head coach, Matt Van Benshotten on a few weeks back. He was super hype for the roster that uh, you guys had put together. together. And uh, as I've kind of looked over it tonight, I can see why I'm really, I'm really pumped to talk about this. One quick uh, preview. I want to, <laughs> I want to say like, uh, as a fan I was worried like how many of these guys are going to be downgrades or are going to be demoted, I guess, uh, fan favorites. You know, how many young guys that we know are on the team already are going to end up on the U23 roster to maybe make room for some. And I can tell you guys before we start, um, zero. All of the players on this U23 roster have been unseen so far by City fans in, the, uh, in a game. So this will be really cool to get... 26 brand new baby players to Minneapolis city. John, let's start <laughs> with baby players. Like that. <laughs> like, like, they have like little hands and little feet and like, <laughs> like running around in onesies. Yeah. Let's start with uh, <laughs> who's going to be minding the net this year for the U 23 team. Um, well, Nate, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
No, I'm just saying I'm excited to see some of these uh some of these big new young guys. <laughs> that sounds weird. That sounds real weird. Um well Nate, we uh we took the approach this year of um of going with three goalkeepers for the U twenty threes. Um and that's not to say that, you know, that uh they're not going to get a chance to fight for playing time. And we're going to evenly split things out. We'll figure that out later. Um, but there's also an opportunity for these guys to work. All these, all the players are going to mention to, to make the jump up to the MPSL team as needed. But um, we have three goalkeepers signed for the 23s. First off is Luke Anderson. Luke goes to Drake university. He's a freshman and he's a product of MTA. And actually he trained with us last year after the DA season before going off to Drake. So he's a, he's okay. a, a player that, that the guys in, in, in the city, clubhouse no and although he was um you know behind a very impressive senior and did not feature much this season he possesses incredible size and really great shot blocking ability um and and kind of what i'd call next level instincts like he he's a he he sees things before it's going to happen cat-like speed and reflexes yes cat-like very (laughs) cat-like um so we're excited to have luke luke full-time with us uh not messing around with that da bullshit (laughs) just kidding da is very important um but uh with us full time and not just uh from a training perspective nice uh next up we've got uh you're gonna have to pronounce this name for me troy luegi uh luegi it's a it's a it's a hard g oh okay (laughs) um troy is a sophomore at saint thomas and troy like luke went off to college uh as a, a future replacement so he's seated as next in line to aiden hogan which some of you folks uh in the the city uh the the city club you know, um, Clubhouse will remember Aiden actually went with us and played against the Des Moines Menace when we played with them last, played them last year. Um, and Aiden is a all Mayak and all region selection at St. Thomas. So Troy is, um, is let, like Luke, he, he's waiting for, for his opportunity. And um, Troy's very vocal backstop. He's fantastic at organizing his backline and saw, you know, like I mentioned, saw limited action at St. Thomas, but in the action, he did, he did see flash glimpses of that, um, again, like that next level um, type of goalkeeping skills, um, and and most specifically focusing on his shot blocking. So mm-hmm. really, really good reflexes for a big guy. Uh, we're going to notice a trend here. We've got Drake, we've got St. Thomas. Um, a lot of these colleges are going to show up a number of times. We're going to be pulling a number of these, a number of players from these schools. Correct. Correct. Yes. All right. You yeah. you'll be seeing you'll be seeing um, where where there's one, there may be many. Um, and that's, that's actually a product of the, the coaching network that I've kind of reached out to is that um, the coaches who do scout the area, um, they're, they, they don't just look at one guy or they, they maybe come to look at one guy and find two or three. So, yeah. um, so you'll, you'll see that there's maybe, you know, we're starting to couple some of these colleges together, but there are some outliers uh, as well from guys that have, have gone off at different schools. Sweet. Uh, next up, last of the three keepers is Quinn Kiernett. Yes, Quinn is a, a senior at Blake High School, and he is going to be attending Bates College in Lewiston, Maine uh, in 2018. Quinn's a little bit of a different story, being that he's still in high school, and this is kind of his gap year for him as he prepares for the next level. Yeah, um, He'll be placed into the system that will allow him to supplement his club soccer with facing shots and training from a stronger, you know, more craftier set of attackers while he fights for playing time against Luke and Troy. So, you know, he'll have the opportunity, like, like the, the first two that we mentioned to, to get playing time, but um, for him, it's, it's getting him into, 
you know, into the club and, and elevating his, his, uh, the level of, of play that he's going to be facing, which will only benefit him, um, as he goes in, into college and, and it'll prepare him for college soccer. Like we've seen it with our field players that have come in, or even like we saw it with Duncan. Um, it's beneficial to have guys coming in and, and, and facing against uh, shots from better competition than they're used to. And, you know, I, I think he's going to be a player who you're going to see grow, into the semi-professional game for the future. Awesome. Um, all, all three are, to be honest. Well, I mean, that's the point of this, right? Is we hope that, you know, at least, what, 75% of these guys are going to eventually end up playing for Minneapolis City at one point? Right, hopefully all of them, yeah. right? <laughs> now, Quinn went to uh, went to Blake. You mentioned Duncan, just like uh, our favorite weird goal goalkeeper from season one uh, all, all goalies are weird that's true that's true duncan was probably one of the weirdest uh, that i've ever met but uh i wonder if they know each other but what's going on with blake man they're just a goalkeeper academy or how do, it's too too, too i, I don't know man coming out of there i don't know man hey i don't really care where they come from as long as they come right yeah <laughs> what okay uh, now, <laughs> now that we know uh, the guys, you know, who are going to be playing in front of these keepers? Uh, who are the back line for this U23 team, John? We've got uh, another another Luther uh, product, Luke Von Eschen. Yes. So Luke is, um, is from St. Louis Park. He actually played uh, high school soccer with Max Kent. Um, he's a, a, a converted midfielder. Um, you know, and much like a very familiar face at City in Kevin Hoof, hard tackling, um, you know, what you would expect out of a defender, but the vision of a midfielder. Um, and he's, he's also really smart. Um, he was named um, two-time Iowa Conference uh, Fall Sports All-Academic Honoree, carries a GPA of around 3.5 or higher. Um, and he, he's, he's going to be used across the back line, um, and we'll likely see him kind of pushing time um, in the midfield as well as needed. So very much like Kev- Kevin Hoof. I mean, right. I, I don't, I don't know a better way to describe him. Um, pretty similar build, um, similar attitude, smart guy, great work ethic and, uh, and, and, and a good soccer player to boot. Um, the next one, oh, sorry, go ahead. Nope. That's it. Just saying sweet. <laughs> sweet. Um, the next one is, is Michael Riley, um, Michael, Michael, um, or Mike, uh, I call him Mike, but I'm sure he goes by Michael. Um, I'm, I'm not right about everything. Um, he's a center back and he goes to Loyola university. He's a freshman. He's a real hard nose central defender who is your prototypical center back. I mean, he, um, he's great in the air. He's vocal and he has the ability to play the ball out of the back with his feet, either to like short to like a center midfielder to start the attack or by skipping a level and playing the, the kind of the deep, the deep line long ball um, before college, he played at MTA and, and was ranked one of the top 30 players coming out of Minnesota, uh, according to top soccer.com, which is a very well-known kind of recruiting publication that they covers um, college, college soccer and, uh, and U S national, like youth U S national team. So very wow. decorated. Um, didn't see a ton of playing time his freshman year because um, like a lot of these guys, they're, they're being set up for replacements for the future. So, um, you know, freshmen and freshmen and sophomores and, and even some juniors, you know, might not see a lot of playing time, which is great to have them in with us because they're, they get the ability to get those vital game minutes in the summer. Yeah. So Loyola, is this the same Loyola that, um, uh, who do we pull from there? The gambler, <laughs> uh, Connor Stevenson. Yeah. Connor, Connor, Connor. Yeah. 
Um, the reason why I call them the gambler is one, the, they are the Loyola Ramblers. And two, uh, when, when we went to, <laughs> to Des Moines last year and we stopped off at a gas station halfway through the trip, he just like bought a hundred dollars of scratch offs. So what? <laughs> just, yeah. like, pulls a hundo out of his pocket. Like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm bored. Fucking gambler, man. <laughs> all right. All right. So next up we've got Lauren Altman. Uh, he will be a, what looks like a general defender out of White Bear Lake. Yes, uh, Lauren is actually a junior in high school, and he is the youngest member of the wow. team. He came to us from our open trial, and boy, are we glad he did. At just 16, he possesses the ability at, at the next level already, and we're really glad to give him that opportunity to, to start kind of honing the skills at this level. He for sure is a player that we'll see around City for a few years before he goes off to bigger and better things in the game. But um, he has size for a 16-year-old, and, and a lot like um, – like Luke uh, Von Eschen, he can play both defend, defensive positions or midfield positions. Um, and this will be a really great opportunity for him to supplement his current, you know, his existing club soccer um, with, with Minneapolis city um, to learn some, some different tools that he'll need when he makes it to the next level. Uh, a junior from White Bear Lake, like that, the nuts on this kid to decide he wants to come and uh, go to the Minneapolis city open trial. Right. I mean, yes. For yeah. I mean, <laughs> absolutely but, yes. Like you said, um, great but, he did, but that's um that takes some confidence. That takes a that's a leap of faith, man. Well, he came to the op- the open trial that we had during uh during the um like towards the tail end of preparing for the open cup, and we actually invited him out to open cup training just to see how he would do against you know like grown men, and he held his own and he played really well. And there were some some drills that he was in that he was the best player in the drill. Wow. And we. So we we're like we got, we got to keep this guy in house. All right. Well, next up, coming from Davidson University in North Carolina, is Tanner Carlson. Yep, Tanner is a junior, um, and he's a prototypical city outside back. And when I when I kind of describe a few of these outside backs, you'll you'll kind of see why. Really great one to one on one defender, but also uh, looks to get into the attack whenever we have the ball. And that's something that we have with all of our outside defenders. Um, he started nine out of thirteen matches. Um, in in his two uh, plus years at um, Davidson, um, and he kind of again came into a very veteran team in a crowded backline. Yep. So he he got minutes um, and he fought for minutes. But um, you know he's another guy that game minutes at this level are going to be crucial for him as he gets ready for for college um, at the end of the summer. And we're, we you'll see him running past wingers this summer. <laughs> that's nice. that's all I kind of have to say about that. Like he he's quick um, and, and he'll he'll get forward and he'll also get back. All right. Uh, uh, next defender is uh, Josue Batuli. He is uh, from North Central University, which is right in downtown Minneapolis. Yes, it is. Uh, quick Google search before we uh, started recording told us that. <laughs> well, I drive past it every day. I can't believe that I didn't recognize the name. Well, now you know it's the home of Joe Sway. Yeah, so, Joe Sway. Uh, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's good to know. So Joe Sway actually um, came to us uh, in the last open trial, so this week. So he is one of the two that we talked about that we, we signed from the uh, the trial. He's a Togo native uh, via Egan, Minnesota, um, and he had an instant impact since joining North Central. Um, you know, he's a freshman being named um, uh, All-League as a center back in his first year. And he kind of possesses a, a Trey Benhart or like a Miles Norville type quiet confidence in the back. All right. Um, extremely adept with the ball at his feet. And he, he kind of coupled that with his ability to win balls in the air with his size. Um, he's kind of our prototypical city central defender. 
and someone that, you know, not only at this U23 level, but, you know, as you see him progress and hopefully, um, you know, makes a jump into the, into the MPSL roster, um, a guy who can gobble up those long balls that we see a lot of our opponents kind of throwing at us. So our next guy is a familiar name from a familiar school. We've got Jake Meyer, the freshman at Indiana University. Yeah, so Jake, like you said, many people remember, he was one of our first development players that we we signed when we created the category um, last year. He um, he featured in many city trains before he left um, for his first season in Bloomington um, at the University of Indiana. Um, a, a club teammate of, uh, of Michael Riley uh, from Loyola, so uh, at MTA. And uh, which, so there'll be some kind of continuity there uh, coming out of, um, you know, going to, going separate ways, but coming in playing together again. Yeah. Um, but he redshirted his first year in college being stuck behind uh, one of college soccer's best central defensive pairings, like two Herman Trophy <laughs> finalists. Um, so he, he redshirted um, and it allowed him to hit the weights and gain some size to couple with his his um, ability to play soccer Mm -hmm. and um, he'll be the perfect, this will be the perfect place for him because he hasn't played soccer in a while. He's been, he's been just going through trainings with, um, with Indiana trying to to get ready, but he'll actually be leaving us early um, around midsummer for an extended training camp. So we're we're last year, right? Same thing as last year. Yep. So we're going to have um, a, a smaller glimpse of him, but really glad that um, he initially wasn't going to be coming back. And, um, and, you know, uh, one last quick conversation with uh, the coaching staff, uh, it turned things around and, and he will be coming back. Great. Uh, another defender, Donnie Gumont, Gomont, uh, from UW Parkside. He's a freshman. I got to be honest, I did not know that Parkside was a four-year school in the University of Wisconsin system. I'm a it bad is. Wisconsin alumni. Yes, you are. It's a, Well, it's, you were in Division three, so this is Division two. So, oh, okay. So you, you get a little bit of a pass. Um, so Donnie's part uh, was, was part of a pretty stingy defense for the Rangers of UW Parkside. He's very much like Tanner. He loves to get forward, but does so without kind of leaving out his defensive responsibilities, which uh, sometimes you see with guys who like to attack out of the back. So he'll he'll – he'll definitely get back and, and, and put his defensive shift in as well. Um, and although he possesses those defensive abilities, he can also be kind of a true wing back um, with kind of plus ability to cross balls in, um, you know, from, from the outside, which is also something that we look, look for, um, you know, how many times did we see AO or, or Charlie or, or Nick or even Abdallah just whip um, or, or even hoof whipping in crosses from the outside. So he um, he's very much in that same mold. Awesome. Uh, another defender, Matt Murakami, cool name from Gustavus. <laughs> yes, uh, Matt is a uh, is senior at Gustavus. Um, some who know Matt and are listening to this might be wondering why he's listed as a defender in this category um, because he played extensively as a midfielder in college. But um, as is the theme at City, which we've already talked about, um, you know, the heart we have a soft heart for converted center midfielders yep. who show a strong defensive ability. Um, I mean, you can just see another Gustavus alumni uh, for that definition in Charlie Adams. Uh, but at Gustavus, highly decorated. He was a 2017 Mayak All-Conference, 2017 All-North Region Second Team, 2016 All-Academic All-Conference, and um, Mayak All-Conference, and then Mayak All-Academic Conference again in, um, in 2015. So Damn. smart guy. This dude's been holding it down. Yeah, absolutely. Final defender on the roster, uh, another McAllister product, plays alongside Max Kent. That would be Jackson White. 
Yes, Jackson was uh, the other player that we picked up from the trial this past week. Um, he's what you want out of an outside back. Um, he makes attacking players really think twice about coming down his side of the field. Super hard tackler, but he, but he also, um, you know, in college he paired with with Max and and posted a real impressive 13 goals against um, this past Mayak season, which you know that's 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 quite a few less than a goal a game. So yeah. so definitely part of a stingy defense in college and hopefully one we'll have this summer. Um, but has a constant motor and he does have the willingness to go forward, um, which you can see why we would like him. Uh, but he's more of your traditional outside fullback where he's just going to lock a guy down mm-hmm. and, uh, and do his job and, and maybe less on the offensive side, unless he really sees a window. Um, so a little bit of a different change of pace to, to some of the guys that we, we, uh, we look for in our, our outside backs. Nice. So next up, uh, we want to talk about the guys that are more after your own heart, dudes <laughs> that pull the strings in the midfield. We'll start with Aiden O'Driscoll. He's a center defensive mid from Luther College, another another Luther product. Super happy to have Aiden with us. And I say that because, like you mentioned, he reminds me a lot of a player that I was at his age, um, kind of cut from the same cloth as, as Ian Smith, um, you know, Steve for, for the folks at home. And that he possesses, uh, he's a very possession-focused center midfielder. And some might say he he doesn't do a whole lot in a match, but that's because he's doing everything right. And that's what you see out of a good defensive center midfielder is like nothing flashy, gets the job done, not not going to be in a lot of the highlight reels, um, but really is someone you can count on um, to, to pull those strings. He's a three-year letter winner at Luther um, and is the heartbeat of their midfield for them and he's added some offensive ability to his game scoring five goals and having two assists and wow 41 career appearances and recently was named um division three academic all-american this past season all right next up is abessa hamid another central defensive mid from augsburg university he is a junior yes uh it's actually uh ipsa so uh, he's your true defensive center midfielder loves to sit deep and shade the back line and kind of ignite the attack with calculated passing and vision um and he uses that vision on a defensive and to cover ground before attackers really make their run so he very cerebral player who who reads the game really well Mm -hmm. and you know um may may lack a little bit of the athletic ability that that some players in the in that uh, that role may have but what he does possess is that vision so it, it it equalizes um you know any knock on on speed or quickness that he that he may or may not have but he's also a very big guy um tall guy uh so something that we we kind of lack uh in the clubhouse in that center defensive midfield role yeah um but he was voted um uh, uh Mayak all-conference team uh in 2017 all right Next up is uh, Bernard Asibi Rule. He is more on the attacking side for a central mid, right? From UW Green Bay, another Green Bay product. Another Green Bay product. He's a, a freshman this year, and Bernard is the definition of an attacking midfield player. He has speed, he has vision, he's got he got a little bit of bag of tricks, uh, and he has ability to finish with both feet. So basically, the ideal player to sit behind a target striker. Um, or come in from a wing, but uh, we see him more coming in uh, behind a target striker. Um, as you mentioned, Green Bay product, he actually transferred from Marquette University after a short redshirt year, and um, oh, okay. he's always the kind of light the U23s on fire. I think this guy's going to be one that we're, we're really going to be excited about once we uh, we talk about the end of the season. All right. Next up is Esteban Vidia uh, from Anoka Ramsey Community College. He is a sophomore, another attacking mid. 
Um, Esteban actually is coming back to us. He initially was announced as a development player last year, but he chose to uh, to join VSLT. Um, it was offering him a better opportunity to gain minutes in the MPSL. That's fair. Well, he's back with us, and um, we feel he made the right decision, of course. <laughs> the best way to describe him is a young version of Ben Wexler. He's, he's short, he's stocky, um, exceptionally talented in tight spaces with the ball, and he's always willing to get the attack started, which is, you know, those those like attacking-minded igniter type type players are are ones that um we've kind of been in short supply of so it's it's That's awesome sure. to, to have a, a guy like bernard and a guy like esteban um at a younger age getting into the into the mix so that we can we can elevate them you know over the next course of uh a few years that's great those kind of guys are super fun to watch like i always like i said last uh last season i always liked it when ben was on the field i didn't think he was he was played enough uh, i thought he was definitely a catalyst when he was out there so it'll be good to have a couple of these guys um, coming up with the team and trying to uh, develop the next Ben Wexler. Uh, next up, <laughs> uh, center midfielder Arthur Perrins from Gustavus, uh, junior at Gustavus this year. So Arthur, um, you know, he plays more in an attacking-minded role for Gustavus, but we see him more like that number eight role, kind of something like what, more similar to what Martin Brown plays. Right. Um, so being that true connector in in the middle of the field and he's a fantastic connector um he has the ability to score goals as well um as well as you know goals that he sets up for himself or ones that um that that others uh provide him the opportunities but um as a junior he's had a fantastic college career so far um actually fully recovered from a broken leg that ended his myac season early uh, at the end of the regular season sure. but his accolades really do speak for themselves he scored 20 goals over three seasons um, and being named Mayak All Conference in 2017, um, and like Matt Murakami, his teammate, uh, making the um, All North Region Second Team last year, and then uh, in 2016 he was also named Mayak All Conference. So definitely someone who can who can connect, but can also score score some goals. That's uh, that's a lot of goals. Yeah, it is over three years. Twenty goals for a midfielder is a lot of goals. That's, that's pretty good for a midfielder, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, next up is Lionel Vang. He is a center midfielder from Augsburg University. He's a sophomore this year. Lionel is uh, is a very much so a box-to-box center midfielder. Um, so basically what we're saying is he's a guy who he's going to cover a lot of ground, and he brings offense from that position, much like does um, Arthur. So yeah. in his in a college setting, um, he's like I said, he's more of an attacking-minded player, but for City we really um, see him being relied upon as the engine. Um, which is always, uh, you know, someone who covers a ton of ground, like I mentioned, um, to help kind of build the attack from multiple areas of the field. Um, but he, he's very possession focused, um, while not kind of skipping that chance to make that killer forward pass to his attackers, which is again, something that we kind of miss a little bit. Um, so super, super awesome to have him in, um, in 34 career matches at Augsburg, he's got 13 goals and three assists. Um, and he most recently was named, um, uh, Mayak all conference for the second season. So, um, both seasons he's been at at uh, Augsburg, he's been uh, on the all league team. Again, another center midfielder that can score goals. That is a uh, that's a bonus as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. All right, on to uh, the guys that are more on the outside edges of the field. We talked about the guys in the middle. Let's talk about the guys that get into the attack uh, from the flanks. We'll start with Ken Love Sloan. Ken Love yes. from North St. Paul. <laughs> Might be the, the coolest name that we have in, in all of the land. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Ken, Lo- Ken Love's a, your, your true ringer. Uh, again, um, he's a senior in high school, another young player that comes to us via the open trial. 
Um, he was at the uh, the Winter Open trial, and and another one that we're really glad that came to us. He is in the same spot with most of the high school guys that we we've already mentioned. Um, in that this is the first year to get him used to the game at this level, as, as with an eye towards the future. Um, very much so, kind of cut from the same cloth as Goose, where he's he's similar. He's kind of more reliant on maybe uh, being a natural left footer, um, you know, and there's not too many of those out there, but looking, looks to get uh, the ball and, and cut in and create for himself. Um, but I mean, super talented guy. Again, like I said, naturally left footed winger, tons of pace, bags of tricks, can finish. Um, and he recently was uh, voted all Metro um, in, in, Min- in Minnesota, and he was a finalist for Mr. Soccer this oh, year. Oh, sweet. Uh, next up, Avi Eller. Is it Avi? I'm going to say uh, it's Avi. It's Avi. Avi, Avi mm-hmm. Eller uh, from Columbia University, John. He's a freshman. Is this the Columbia University in New York, New York? Yes. It's not like when we talk about Northwestern and we have to define which one it is. Um, it's it's the Columbia University uh, in New York. And Avi's a freshman. Um, another former All-Metro player. Um, and Avi is uh, about as dynamic as they come. He is lightning quick. Um, he, he operates as a winger. Uh, you know, when I talk to his college coach, that's kind of his preferred position, mm-hmm. uh, but can also play as a number nine up top. If you, if you're looking for just straight pace out of a, out of a forward, um, has, with the ability to, you know, score some goals, but, um, he also can play in number 10. Um, but he really does his damage from the outside. Like I mentioned, um, making the move from high school, he found it really hard to kind of crack into a veteran lineup, which I mentioned with a couple of these guys. Um, Col- but with Columbia, he did feature in seven matches with a pair of starts in his first year and early indicators are is that um he's one to look at uh that could potentially make that jump uh, and get in uh, once he gets some regular minutes uh, to push for some time with the mpsl team in the not distant future nice next up for a winger is vic vera another sweet name uh, another <laughs> U- uw parkside player he is a uh, redshirt junior Yes, that is correct. And Vic is the type of winger that you want on your team. Um, one that's always looking to go forward, but willing to track back and put the work in defensively. Um, and he can finish too, which is, which is great. So that um, sounds like uh will. Yep. Yep. It's almost like you read, uh, read my mind, Nate. I did, uh, very... I did read your mind. Are you freaked out? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm used to it by now. Um, so anyways, uh, <laughs> very much so like will kid. And like constant motor, never give up attitude, total try hard. Like it's, it's, it's good to have another one of those type of guys in, in the house. Um, he's in his second year at Parkside um, and he started 17 out of 20, 29 matches and has scored four goals. Um, and one of the things that he has is the ability to whip in across from the outside, which is sure to set the table for the strikers that will go over in a bit um, for the squad this summer. Nice. Uh, next up, Josh Paris. Another Luther College product. He's a graduate. He's already yes. done. Yep. Josh is done. He's one of the more senior players we have on the squad for the summer. And he came to us, like you mentioned, from Luther College this past offseason. Uh, off Actually, um, during our Open Cup run, he uh, he, he came out. and um, But due to injury, he was limited to just training with the team. Oh, for real? Um, but, yeah, it, a little bit unfortunate. We could we could have used um, another guy like him Um in the uh in the open cup run very much so like a a shorter version of a guy like nick hutton who has dynamic movement and like sprinter class speed and and like the motor to to add on top of it um you know in this summer 
you're going to see Josh lighting up the stat sheet. Um, not only just with his ability to play soccer, but pure athleticism and grit is, uh, is kind of his MO and it, it's something that you just need, uh, you know, on a team specifically on a wing. Yeah. And last on our wingers, uh, from De La Salle high school, this would be Adam Pribble's, uh, young Padawan, Jimmy Farah. <laughs> yep. Jimmy is another guy that you might remember from last year as he was a, uh, a development player. Um, but like you said, out of, uh, De La Salle high school, and uh, really looking to make the jump this year due to injury, his kind of highly anticipated senior season was cut real short. I mm-hmm. think he only featured in nine games, um, but fully healthy and and really ready to make an impact with regular game minutes. And, you know, he's one of those wingers again, who um, much like Ken Love is where he looks to, looks to cut in and, and, and get his opportunities on goal that way. Uh, but also featured as a, a, a striker in, in high school, but uh, we see him being more a wing player with us. Great. Cause we got strikers, man onto the front one. We got strikers on strikers. Well, we have three strikers. <laughs> uh, the first one is Ben Keller. He is from Luther college. Another Luther guy. He is a sophomore. Yes. Uh, ben is blessed with size. He is six foot five. So Jesus. that's pretty, it's pretty big for a, for a striker. Um, he's the type of target for that midfielders kind of dream about when they're whipping crosses in or the ones they look for to kind of hold up the play when the ball's kind of coming through the middle. Yeah. Um, but the thing, the, the thing with Ben is that he, he's not just a target guy. He's also a finisher and he has great movement for a big man. Um, in his first season, seeing extended time uh, this past year um, in, in college, he led the team with 11 goals and five assists in 20 matches, which he featured. So his, uh, his intangibles are something that will lend itself well when the coaching staff wants to kind of provide a different look up top. So he, he can win balls in the air, but he, he can also create with his feet. All right. Josh De La Rosa. That name sounds familiar. Uh, he's from Bethel university. So he's, he's worked with Matt and with Jeremy. Um, but why does that name sound familiar? The name sounds familiar because uh, city folks remember the name Josh Del Rosa because he was the former VSLT forward who Matt Elder actually was sent off after a challenge uh, in our first match against him uh, last season. And um, he chose to switch sides uh, this year, and, and we're really glad to have him. Um, he unfortunately tore his ACL in the third game of his college season this past year. <laughs> I heard about uh, that. Jeremy told me about that. And, uh, yeah, it kind of um, – you know, Josh is really a really good forward. He, he's a really, really good soccer player, and um, kind of chips all in for Bethel and uh, and Jeremy on on him to help carry them in um, in you know the Mayak season, and uh, it just didn't happen in his third year. Um, but uh, we're really looking at him to to get fully rehabbed, get fully healthy, and, and push for for minutes when he is healthy. Um, not only on the U23s, but also you know like a guy like all these guys like I mentioned. Um, trying to get some of those minutes um, with the MPSL side. I mean, he's proven at the MPSL level with VSLT. So it's only really a matter of time um, once he gets fully healthy and gets that confidence back to really do his thing again um, after he hurt his knee. So the next guy, again, another name that sounds familiar, uh, Tyler Limmer. He's from Northwestern College in Iowa. He's a sophomore. Why does Tyler Limmer sound familiar? Well, Tyler featured last season with the Sioux Falls Thunder uh, of the NPSL North. Um, and, and he's a very quiet guy, but he is a stone cold killer in front of the net. Um, much like Josh um, uh, uh, has, um, sorry. Yeah. Like Josh De La Rosa. Sorry. Um, he saw city as kind of a better pathway yeah. um, to playing at the next level. And that's not a knock on these other teams. You know, they, they, they do a good job at what they do, but you know, we've, we've seen in the not too, 
uh, distant past that we are a proven ground for getting guys to the, the, a higher level of soccer. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when I talk about being a stone cold killer in front of the goal in two seasons at Northwestern college, which is in the, the G pack, which, um, features Hastings college, the powerhouse that Nick Hines plays Nick for. Hines, yep. Um, he's in 38 games. He started 30 matches, notching 25 goals and nine assists in only two seasons. So, um, that's a good rate. The guy can finish. So, you know, it's only a matter of time until he adjusts into, you know, our setup and, and, and gets some, his legs, you know, fully under him um, with us that we may see him sneaking into some MPSL time as well. So every once in a while, you used to say this last season that like, and uh, Adam would always bring this up too, if we'd hang out after, after a game uh, or go to Tracy's for a, for a, for a burger or something. And he would always talk about how there are always players that sneak up to you. You would say this, that would like sneak up to you after the games from other teams and be like, Hey, uh, can I be on your team next year instead? (laughs) (laughs) Even if they beat us. Uh, So my, I guess my question is without naming any names, are some of those players on this team? Um, they're not actually. Yeah. So so we just started poaching, poaching anyway, poaching the kids. No, man, zero poaching. Um, and I'm not really a big fan of that. You know, if, if I really want a guy, um, and he's with another team, uh, I will reach out and, and I'll just ask how they're doing, if they're, they're happy where they're at, but it's very rare that that ever happens. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I talked about it at the open tryout. We had, uh, we're, we're going over the number now we're, we're right. We're over 300 people that have reached out to us about playing with us over the past three years. So, um, it's, it's usually around a hundred, if not more than a hundred, um, each season. And these are just two guys that, um, you know, look at our setup and they've really identified as, as a pathway to, to good soccer. And, you know, we didn't win the league last year, you know, that, that didn't happen. Um, but you don't always have to win the league to, to showcase that your, your organization prepares guys for the next step. Right on. So, um, so these are guys that identified that and we're really glad to have them in. And, you know, we, we really look for them to do some great things, not only this year, but, uh, in the future years. So, uh, John, who are, who of these guys are you most excited about? Like, is there someone that you were just like, thank God we fucking got him. Um, you know, Avi Eller is one, um, I mean, well, why don't we go down, down the list? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Luke, I'm really glad Luke um, Anderson came back with us um, in, in net. I think he, um, he's, he, we, we saw him in training last year. A lot of the guys would say like, Oh, that, you know, that young keeper is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're in, you know, he, he didn't play a lot this year. So giving him an opportunity to, to fight, you know, for, for minutes with the other Colt with, um, with Troy and Quinn, um, you know, it, it, it breeds competition, but I, I'm excited to see Luke come, come in. Um, from a defensive standpoint, um, you know, seeing the pairing of, of Mike Riley and, and Jake Meyer again, um, you know, we, we saw, we played we would scrimmage against MTA, but actually seeing them play for you is, uh, is, <laughs> is better, you know, yeah. um, instead of having to face them. So I'm really looking forward to that, you know, from a center midfield standpoint, super excited again to have Aiden in, um, you know, he's a guy that we identified as almost being there, um, Last year when he when he came out and uh, and played with us, we just didn't have a, a spot for him. But now this year that we do, it, I'm I'm so glad he's coming back. Um, you know, you, you look at a, a connector like um, 
like Arthur, you know, that a guy that can score, you know, 20 goals in, in a couple of years out of the center midfield spot. That's, that's, that's something to be excited about. Yeah. Um, and then you look at your, you know, your attacking players, you know, all three of our forwards, I think offer something different and, uh, and all our proven, proven finishers, which is something that we, you know, we have, we haven't had a, you know, a consistent scoring threat, you know, that's not to knock any of our, our, our forwards that we've had in, but I oh, mean, it's just even, been a problem from, yeah, from day one. I mean, I mean, look at Andy Laurie. Andy Laurie plays professional soccer now, and you know he didn't really finish at a at a consistent rate for us in our first year. So, um, you know, again, it's it's no knock on those guys. It's that we we haven't seen it, and you know we have a better opportunity with with these younger players. Um, you know, our, our strikers and and a guy like Avi Eller um, and Bernard. Those, those guys can finish, and and it's super exciting to see those guys. And you get guys like. Um, you know, like Vic and, um, and, and Josh on the wings, um, you know, and even Ken Love as a, a young high school kid. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about all of them, Nate. I, I, I could say, I guess I've said good things about all of them and it's all true. So much potential here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk real quick about Arthur. Cause you mentioned, and we kind of were like, Whoa, 20 goals over three seasons out of the midfield. Is that like from set pieces or is this a kid that's just always looking to find some space and, and take it, take a rip at it? Well, I think a lot of them were like, like late trailing runs that came in. I mean, I, I watched quite a few of my games this year, and um, in in the games I did see of of his, um, you know, his, uh, there was there was a few you know set piece goals. There was some a couple from distance, but a lot of it was trailing in behind the play and just mm-hmm. and 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 finding those pockets where he can he can hit a one time shot through through traffic, and um, just you know he he's got fantastic placement of a ball, and um, and he's got a a, a really um, really high work rate. So a lot of rebound type goals, he would just pounce on, um, you know, coming in late from the, from the midfield. Nice. All right. So uh, another question for you, man, like we've got all these guys, they're ready to play. What kind of schedule can we expect out of the U23 team? Do we have, do we have things in the works? I know we're probably going to be playing the bug eaters away with the U23 squad, but where else and who else are they going to be going up against? Well, that is something that I, I I'm not privy to talk about yet. Um, other than the fact that they will be going away to Nebraska to play against the Bug Eaters uh, this summer, uh, but there's there are some games that are scheduled. Like I said, we can't really announce it yet, but we will we will get there. Um, and you know, we're we're also looking at opportunities for them to play in maybe some tournaments um, that are either in town or out of town. All right. So um, it's kind of in flux right now, but we're looking at um, most likely. Um, a nine game schedule. So one a week instead of two a week. And then um, the ability to, um, to do a little bit of travel as well. So it's not all going to be home games. All right. Well, that's, that's good to know. So we talked to Matt a few weeks ago, but um, we've been able to kind of get his take on how excited he is about this roster. I think there are a couple of choice quotes I'd like to touch on. First of all, he thinks, and he's excited about the U23s being this unique blend of D1 players, standout D2 and D3 players, um, playing alongside some of the best high school players that Minnesota has to offer. Um, so not only will these older guys be competing for the NPSL roster, they're also going to be setting this high standard for the younger high school players. Like how many levels of, uh, I don't want to say excellence, but how many levels of, of development do we have on display here? And how great is that for these for this, these juniors in high school, these seniors in high school? Well, I mean, you have, you have the opportunity through a team like this to, I mean, one, it gives these guys a place to play in the summer. It's, it's not men's league, right? Right. And that's kind of, that's kind of the goal. 
And the, the secondary goal is we just found so many damn options that we had and we only had like 26 spots for our MPSL team. We're like, we got to figure out how to get them in. So, you know, you, you find a home for them and then, you know, you, you select the roster and then you start to look at it and you get, you get, you know, division one players, you know, I mean, you have Jake Meyer who was in the setup in the national runner up for the college cup. So you have a guy like him, you have a, a guy like Mike Riley from Loyola who, who plays at a, a um, you know, in, a, in a, a perennial, you know, conference um, title hunter at Loyola. Um, and then you go down into the, the division two ranks and, and you see, you know, um, you know, guys that, that are coming through at a UW Parkside. And then you, then you look at NAIA and you look at division three and, and you're looking at teams that have had success. So then you throw into that some high school players that are, are looking to make the next jump. So although it's not like a, like a seasoned veteran roster, you're getting guys that are, have played a mix of higher level soccer who can, can still teach the younger guys kind of what it, what it takes to get to the level that they want to get to next. Yeah. And then for the guys that are that are in college, you know, they're going to be doing some dual trainings throughout the season with the MPSL team. And then it's going to be like guys talk, you know, getting advice from people like Martin and, and Wexler, you know, mm-hmm. and, and AO and, and Trey and, you know, telling them about, you know, what it takes to get to that level and, you know, thinking about the game different ways. And, you know, we talked to Hoof about it too, where it's like, you know, even him as a, as you know, going into his senior year in college, like he's still learning from guys that he plays with on the MPSL team, you know, every day that he steps on the field with them. So this is an opportunity for all the guys in this roster to not only learn from each other, um, whether it's the younger guys learning more about the game and, and different ways to think and, and to execute, but also the older guys learning a little more leadership roles at a younger age. Well, that's what, I mean, that's what you got to expect, right? Like you can't just, you can't expect to stack a U23 team full of world beaters. That's just, unrealistic well we did (laughs) (laughs) well you know know what i'm saying like the point is is like these guys are here to develop we're not going to just throw them out and expect them to succeed right off the bat even though they probably will um really this is the first step in the long-term development plan you got you've put together to really create a system within minneapolis city that provides the npsl team with uh you know higher quality players year after year right and you know like the when you talk about like success, it's, it really is a tough indicator. Like we don't really know what to expect, right? Like we have to quickly, we found this in the, in year one, we had, we had to quickly get a full roster of players on the same page in a short period of time. And then like every week when the beginning of the season, like Samo comes back and, you know, a couple of weeks later, Sam Forsgren's here, you know, it's like, you just keep throwing these guys into the mix and it just, it, it gets hard to, to, to get cohesion. Yeah. Um, you know, but luckily we have a good mix of in town guys and out of town guys. So we can, we can start building a base and then we can supplement that as, as more guys come in. But, you know, I don't know what, what to expect. I know they're all good at soccer and it's, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit on, on, you know, Matt and, and his coaching staff and to, to get these guys to perform. But it, it's also, like you said, about development. So, you know, like say they go and they win every game. Awesome. But say they go and they, and they have a losing record, but if we develop them and we built, we built a, a system to, to make them better, um, you know, for their colleges, that it only helps our recruiting network and it only helps us get better for, for the future. So it, it's, it's weird for me to say that, you know, not having on the field success maybe is, uh, is not an indicator, uh, but it actually is. It, it's something that, that I think we're, we need to look at that as long as we're, 
this this team is truly doing what we set it out to do, that's success. Wins and losses tossed aside. Yeah, right on. So the response, of course, <coughs> to the announcement for this U23 team amongst the fans, uh, amongst players, of course, that want to be on it has been incredible. Like you've said, overwhelming number of players have reached out to us. What can fans and interesting interested people uh, expect out of this team this year? Like, what's your what's your play style? You're hoping Matt brings to them. You you obviously have built the team for something um, with with something in mind, and to me, it feels like a lot of awesome attacking from all across the field with a couple of um, a couple of midfielders in the middle that can really control the pace of the game. Is that accurate? It's 100% accurate. And if you start, if you were kind of picking up what we were putting down as we were going through each guy and, and kind of their attributes and the specific positions we're looking at them to play, the, the style of play is going to mirror what, um, what we're going to be doing at the MPSL level. And that's kind of for two reasons. One, for need, on a need base, if someone goes down with an, an injury, we have a player that we can pull in. Yeah. You know, and we have a couple different options, not only on the the bench of the MPSL team, but also on the, <coughs> excuse me, on the U23 team. So that's kind of number one. And number two is um, just making sure that we have, um, you know, we, we have the right cocktail for the style of play that we, we like to play. And, you know, not just saying it has to mirror, we have to have a right back that's just like AO and a left back that's just like Nick Hines. It's more of style of play. Mm-hmm. So, guys that like to attack guys that are composed on the ball guys that can finish, you know, like all the different attributes that make up a good soccer team. We still try to build that and we try to make sure that it's, it's good across all levels. And like you said, we have a lot of good attacking players and they're coming out of all different areas. So I would anticipate lots of goals and, uh, and just exciting soccer. Nice man. Hey, so uh, I guess last, uh, last point before we, before we close out, uh, I don't know how to, I guess I don't know how to, how to frame this, but like you said, if, if someone goes down for an injury or something at the senior level, how does that decision get made? And like, is there any sort of paperwork or anything like that that you'll have to fill out between, are these guys all rostered technically within the NPSL? Are we going to have to create what, like sort of like a 40 man roster like they have in baseball. So there's like a few of them that are ready to go up and down. Um, You know, how does that, how does that work? It, well, because so I guess to go back to your schedule question, we haven't we there's no real defined U23 league that we found suitable for right. year one. So we're playing a non-league schedule. So we don't have the rules that we have with being in an affiliated league mm-hmm. where we have to like have set things and whatnot. Um, but with the MPSL, we absolutely do. And um, so we're really pushing these guys to get their paperwork in. If you're and you're on the roster, uh, get that paperwork in, uh, because what we'd like to do is have these guys all cleared through the NPSL, so that when we need to add them to the roster, it's a simple button click online and submitting the right paperwork. So it it can be very fluid, and it doesn't have to be you know carrying a piano around every time we want to try to get a guy moved up and moved up quickly. <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of metaphor is carrying a piano around? Heavy lifting, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. When's the last time you tried to move a piano? <laughs> it's, it's been it's been years, man. And I'll it sucked, you. didn't it? <laughs> it totally sucked. <laughs> All 
right. Well, uh, if people want to see more of this, these guys or read more about them, will the team be putting up the U23 roster online? Um, yes, eventually we'll get everything up online. Um, but until then, um, we encourage you to, uh, obviously, to digest what you heard today. <laughs> Hit and rewind then, uh, and write it down. Yeah, rewind and write it down. Um, we will get it out online. Uh, we kind of prematurely, uh, we were just so excited to get the we got the roster finalized yesterday. So we were just prematurely uh, like, man, we gotta we gotta announce these guys. And you know, we're going through the process of announcing the MPSL team right now online. And we thought, what a what better way to supplement that than use the podcast as our our medium? Um, but we'll also be, um, you know, you, you'll probably see some of these guys popping up on Twitter, um, you know, talking about the fact that they they have a home this summer. Um, over the next uh, you know couple weeks and, and months as they they get done with uh, the spring finals and they and they finish up for the uh, the year before they come home to us so um, that's also an outlet that you can uh, check some of these guys out but I mean by and large just run down the best players in the Mayak <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we have most of those guys and then uh, and look at your uh, Mr. Soccer finalists over the last few years uh, they're on this roster as well all right. Well, exciting, man. Of course, uh, I'm so excited for to see what these guys do over the next season, but more excited to see what they do over the next two, three years for Minneapolis City. Uh, that is all for tonight's show. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor, Summit Brewing. Uh, yo, Maybach, the Summit Maybach is finally out, and it is delicious. I always love a Maybach uh, from Summit. It is a, fanta- it is a fantastic blend. Um sure to help you ignite the fire inside every soccer supporter. So I wow, uh, did a real to... bad job of on that one. Yeah. That, <laughs> there were some missing words in that write up, but that's okay. Let's get, get to the tap room or your local bar, or liquor store, try yourself something new or curl up next to your old friend, summit. My buck memberships for 2018 are, are so much damn bang for the buck. Uh, you got to make sure you get yours. Cause we've offered some early pricing. That is of course long gone. But uh, you want to make sure to sign up ASAP. Right now it's $65, according to the Minneapolis City website. It'll get you a cool season pass to every upcoming city matches this summer, including the NPSL and all games that these U23 gentlemen you just heard of will be playing. Get to that fancy new membership scarf, and of course, the vote to help make what the team created your own. Hey, do you like helping people? We do. Helping people sometimes comes with a cost, and we need your support. If you're looking to align yourself with a fine group that loves to give back, you are in luck. We, of course, are a 501c3 that does good on and off the pitch. We're going to be out on the town this week with a great event at the downtown Big Brother, Big Sister program. It'll be tomorrow night, Wednesday night. We're going to have both coaches and some players out running the bigs and littles through some soccer drills, some soccer plays, some soccer games. It is sure to be as fantastic as it was last year. That looked like a lot of fun. It was, uh, want, it was a lot of fun. If you want to get a hold of us, we've made it, of course, as easy as possible. Thanks to Twitter, the magic of Twitter, you can send us a note at the People's Pitch or email us at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. All questions, comments, and concerns are welcomes. As always, hit the club up at MPLSCitySC if you want to troll them. That is all for this week. <laughs> We're going to leave you again with our house MC, the one, the only, uh, Sweden-bound Miles Stockman-Willis goes by the stage name Malaise with a track called No Heart. I am Nate. That has been Sean. You are the people. Until next time, make sure to hold the gift of soccer within your ribcage next to your heart. 